0: Hi folks, great to be with you again I want to bring a message to you today From uh, the book of First Samuel This is a very, very interesting story And in our home and in our work Our faith is continually tested And what I want to read to you today from the scriptures Is actually a true story a story about a lady who passed the test by applying faith in God and her offspring went on to change the destiny of a nation. <coughs> I'd like you to open your Bibles to the book of First Samuel and we're going to read about the birth of Samuel. And starting at chapter 1, 1 Samuel chapter 1. And we'll read from verse 4 down through to, I think, uh, verse 20. Okay. Whenever the day came for Elkanah to sacrifice, he will give portions of the meat to his wife Penina and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he gave a double portion because he loved her and the Lord had closed her womb. <clears throat> because the Lord had closed Hannah's womb, her rival kept provoking her to irritate her. This went on year after year. Whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord, her, her her rival provoked her until she wept and would not eat. Her husband Elkanah would say to her, Hannah, why are you weeping? Why don't you eat? Why are you downcast? Don't I mean more to you than ten sons? Once when they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh, Hannah stood up. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting on his chair by the doorpost of the Lord's house. In her deep anguish, Hannah prayed. She prayed to the Lord, weeping bitterly, and she made a vow, saying, "'The Lord Almighty, if you would only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son,' then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall ever be used on his head. Verse 12. As she kept on praying to the Lord, Eli observed her mouth. Hannah was praying in her heart, and her lips were moving, but her voice was not heard. Eli thought she was drunk and said to her, How long are you going to stay drunk? Put away your wine. Not so, my lord, Hannah replied. I am a woman who is deeply troubled. I have not been drinking wine or beer. I was pouring out my soul to the Lord. Do not take your servant for a wicked woman. I have been praying here out of great anguish and grief. Eli answered, Go in peace. May the Lord of Israel grant you what you have asked him. She said, May your servant find favor in your eyes. Then she went away and ate something, and her face was no longer downcast. Verse nineteen. Early the next morning, they arose and worshipped before the Lord, and then went back to their home at Ramah. Elkanah made his wife Hannah, and the Lord—sorry, Elkanah made love to his wife Hannah, and the Lord remembered her. So, in the course of time, Hannah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, saying, "Because I asked the Lord for him." I really like this story, it's really very interesting. This passage is about grace and faith, two attributes necessary for Hannah and two attributes necessary for believers today to function in their relationship with our fellow man and also in our relationship with God. Grace, this is interesting folks, the name Hannah means grace, and she needed God's grace to handle her burdens. Unfortunately, Hannah's home was divided. Her rival provoked her and because she was childless. Can you imagine it? Being teased because you were childless. Out of this kind of sorrow and disappointment, God often builds great faith and sends special blessings. It's just terrible, isn't it? to be childless and to be teased because you're childless. It's just not so good, not so good at all. But God, in his infinite wisdom, was able to use this situation to his glory. And from all of this, Samuel was born. And folks, Samuel changed the destiny of a nation Samuel changed the destiny of a nation, he did, and um, we're going to take a look at this, this idea of changing the destiny of a nation, do you think you are able to change the destiny of your nation, and this is a really good question that I think we should ask ourselves, where are we at in our, uh, in our relationship with God? Are we being teased for something or do we cry to God in, in, in anguish, a kind of an anguish prayer and do we see our prayers answered? And I also want to look at later on, what do we do with our answered prayers? And this is a really good question. What do we do with our answered prayers? <clears throat> well, we talked about grace and the name Hannah means grace. But I want to talk about faith. When you consider Hannah's situation at home and also the way that Eli treated her, it is remarkable that Hannah had any faith at all. So intense was Hannah's silent prayer that Eli, the high priest who was seated nearby, noted noted the movement of her lips and assumed that she was drunk or intoxicated When the priest learned about her true plight, he assured her that God would answer her prayer. She did not become bitter against God. And this is something I find very interesting. Hannah was childless. We read in the scriptures that her womb was closed, or the Lord had closed her womb. She was childless. Her rival provoked her, you know. Penina provoked her and said, ha, ha, ha i have having all these children and you can't have any. Ha <laughs> ha. You're just a childless old hag. You know, not very nice, not very nice at all. And to wonder that she had any faith at all. But this lady, she did not become bitter against God. She asked God for a son and God answered her prayer. And no wonder Samuel was a great man of prayer. Look at the mother that God gave him Hannah vowed Hannah made a vow and I think this is really interesting Hannah made a vow we make vows don't we but Hannah made a vow and she vowed if God would give her a male child she would give him back to the Lord he would be a Nazarite from birth. Not only did Hannah pray for a child, she prayed for a male child. Very interesting. And God granted her that prayer. That prayer. And she became pregnant and she came, gave birth to a male child. She called him Samuel. You see, she was specific in her prayer. Hannah was specific in her prayer. So he would be a Nazarite from birth. Hannah gave Samuel back to the Lord and the, the Lord used Samuel in a prophetic way to lead a nation. Samuel grew up to become the last judge and an outstanding and gifted prophet. The one that would anoint the first two kings of Israel. Samuel was the pivotal spiritual leader who turned a nation towards Yahweh. Just like Hannah, we have desires, desires that cannot be fulfilled by earthly means. God fulfilled Hannah's desire and answered her prayer by giving her a son and she in turn vowed that she would give that son back to God. Now sometimes we make vows, don't we? And sometimes the vows we make are not always the best vows, they're not always good. Sometimes we might say things, I will never buy a Ford, or I'm never going back to that supermarket again, or a vow like, I'll finish with that church, I'm never going there, they're rubbish, or I'm just going to be a Christian at home because I got hurt by the church. We make vows all the time. But let me tell you something, folks. Internal vows, when we make internal vows, they disrupt our relationship with God. Yes, internal vows disrupt our relationship with God. And that's what happens. We make these vows. We say, oh, I'm never going to do this or I'm never going to do that. Folks, they interrupt our relationship with God. And in Hannah's case, we see two things. Okay, God pleasing his servant by answering the prayer. That's the first thing. God pleasing his servant by answering the prayer. And the second thing we see is that his servant, and we're talking about Hannah, his servant in turn honoured God with the gift. Hannah honoured God with the gift of that son. So where are we with all this? What do we do with our answered prayers? Sure, we say thanks God. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you for answering that prayer. We praise you. We worship you. That is awesome. You're a good God. Yes, we say those things. But Do we use our answered prayer for His purposes? Do we use our answered prayer for His glory? Do we use our desire fulfilled by God for His purpose? Do we use our desires to fulfill God's purposes? In other words, do we sow back into the kingdom. Hannah showed faith to God for the impossible and God showed grace to Hannah because of her faith. What is your impossible situation? What desires or disappointments are there in your life that only God can fulfill? Can you be like Hannah and display faith in God and in turn receive God's grace in in respect to your particular situation? God changes lives. We know that. We read the Bible. We're told that. But have you actually experienced God changing your life situation? Give God your situation today. Give God your issues and allow him to help you make a difference to the kingdom Reach out and allow the Spirit of God to touch you deeply as you grow in worship and grow in relationship with Him. Answered prayers are always a good source of testimonies. And sharing a testimony can make the difference in somebody's life. Do you have a lack in your life that only God can, 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 conf- can fulfill? Like Hannah. Hannah. Do you have personal desires that can be used in turn to give glory to God and make a difference to the kingdom? If you have those things today, if you've got personal desires, if you've got things that you need to be fixed that only God can fix, fix, then turn to Him today and when God answers that prayer give the result of that prayer back to his kingdom. If you've prayed for spiritual gifts, receive those gifts and give them back, use them for the kingdom. If you've prayed for more, uh, a better use of the fruit of the spirit, use that fruit of the spirit in your everyday life to give the glory back to God. If you've prayed for ministry appointments, Use those ministry appointments, give them back to God. Maybe you've prayed for a car, maybe you need a car, let's say a car. You pray for a car, the God gives you a car. What are you gonna do with that car? Use it for his kingdom. Go around and pick up the kids for Sunday school or go and pick up the kids for youth group or pick up people and bring them to church, people who don't have a car. Use that car, the things that you pray for, Give them back to God and allow him to use them for the kingdom. And if you pray with that in mind, then you can be assured that God will answer your prayer. It's in his it's in his benefit, you know, to answer the prayer. Okay? Let's pray. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and glory to today. We pray, Lord, that we can be like Hannah and we can pray with anguish and we can give our answered prayer back to you to be used for the kingdom. We pray, Lord, that you will make a difference in our life, that you will touch us, Lord, in the heart, just like you touched Hannah, that, that like Hannah we can be people that are full of grace and full of faith, no matter our personal situation. And like Hannah brought her personal situation to you, I pray, Lord, we can also bring our personal situation to you and that you will answer that prayer and we will give that prayer answer back to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening, folks. Really appreciate it. And may God bless you all. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to a Wattle City Church podcast. If you download the Anchor podcast app and type Wattle City Church into the search engine, you can listen to more and great podcasts from Wattle City Church. Thanks.